Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. I am so honored that you tune into the broadcast on this hour. I have another very profound word that I want to bring to you. I want to teach about the power of honor. At the first of the year, I declared that the year 2020 would be the year of honor. I didn't even remember that until today. I went back and I was just viewing some old posts on Facebook and I look and I said, my gosh, what a revelation. Five, six months later, that is what I'm teaching about. Honor is so important. It is so important in this hour. And I want to show you the power of it. Now, we have been talking about um, the law of honor and dishonor for the last month or two. And uh, we've been also speaking about the prophet's reward. Matthew 10, 41, a portion of it says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward or he who honors a prophet. Now, that honor means to treat that person as precious, valuable. Uh, you place weight on their life. You respect them and you appreciate them. Honor is an action word. It always does something. Now, dishonor, it means a lack of respect. A lack of value. You treat a person as common or ordinary. You don't give them the time of day because you don't see any value in their life. And like I said, once again, the prophet's reward is to grace the mantle that's on the life of that prophet. And when you honor that person, you qualify for a portion of that reward. Now, a lot of people always saying, and I hear this all the time. Oh, woman of God, I honor you. <laughs> Man of God, I honor you. But yet they never do anything for them. Honor shows the condition of the heart of the person that's saying, I honor you. If that person is never displaying or showing any form of honor other than words, it is not truly honored. Jesus said in Matthew, the 15th chapter, the eighth verse, he said, these people draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He said, all they're doing is speaking with their tongues, with their mouth, but their heart is far from him. Case in point, you have um, this mother that has two children. And both of them love her unconditionally. She goes to work. She's already cooked the food. She comes back home. One of them is sitting before the television playing video games. He doesn't clean up his room. He doesn't cut the grass. He barely moves his finger to eat his food, doesn't do anything. But yet he loves his mother. And the other one is always honoring, helping mom. He washes the dishes. He washes the clothes. He cuts the grass. He does anything possible to help his mother because he knows that she's had a hard day. Now, which one is truly honoring? Now, both of them love her, but only one is really displaying and exhibiting honor. It is that son that's always going above and beyond to show his mother how much he loves and honors her. Honor is a condition of the heart. Honor always reveals your heart. 
You can never receive the grace on a person's life with just lip service. Let's check out this story. It's coming from 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Let's start reading at the eighth verse. It says, one day Elisha went on to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. And one day he came there and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to her, say now to her, see, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is it to be done for you? Would you have me speak a word on behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered and said, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived and she bore a son about that time, the following spring, as Elijah had said to her. Now that's second Kings, the fourth chapter the eighth through the 17th verse. Praise God. I don't know if I gave you that correct uh, scriptures in the beginning. Second Kings, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse uh, through the 17th verse. Praise God. I'm talking about the power of honor. The power of honor. Here it is, this mighty prophet of God. His name is Elisha. He has a double portion of the anointing, the grace that was on his forefather, his spiritual father, Elijah, the prophet. He received his mantle because he honored that prophet. Now, when he gets this power of this prophet on his life, he starts to flow and he does twice as many miracles as Elijah did. And as he was going to minister this way, he would always pass by this Shunammite woman's house and she would invite him in to refresh herself. She would cook him some food, have him something to drink. The man of God would sit down. He would be blessed from his journey. She'd go in the kitchen and she'd cook up some lamb chops and some mint jelly, little mashed potatoes on the side. He finished that. He drinks a little iced tea, cold iced tea, with some lemons on top. And then he eats a little bit of pecan pie. He's refreshed because this woman continually sows into his life in the form of welcoming him and receiving him, first of all, into a home, but also honoring him by giving him something to eat. She's giving him something to eat. She's refreshing his soul. Then he goes on his way. And this would happen continually. He would stop by, 
He would go to another place. He would minister the word of God. He would lay hands and prophesy and do all those things that he did, work in the power of miracles. And she would always see him passing by. And then the Lord moved on her heart. And she, she talked to her husband. She went and had a conversation with her husband. And she tells her husband that this man passes by our way all the time. And I perceive that he is a holy man of God. Let us make a small room on the roof. Let us put a bed. Let us put a lamp, a chair, and so forth. So whenever he comes this way, he can not only have food, but he can have a place to lay his head. Now, I want you to listen because we're speaking about the power of honor. She blesses him by feeding him. She blesses him now by going and having a conversation with her husband, which is wise. Don't make decisions without the other spouse. She makes a decision with her husband to make an investment on the house. They add an addition on the house. So she gets the architect. She gets the builders. She gets the material. Now they're adding on to the side of the house. She builds a whole room on the side of the house as a way to honor this prophet. She's doing it more than with her lips. She's making an investment in his life. As I said, honor is an action word. It always does something. And whenever someone is honoring you in any kind of way, it is showing the condition of their heart. It has to be more than lip service. So now she makes this investment. The architects get the plans together. The builders come. They add on the addition to the house. And the next time this man of God passes by, she has a surprise for him. And the surprise is he has his own separate room where he doesn't have to pay any rent for it. Oh, my gosh. I imagine the prophet was surprised because I don't think anyone else had ever done that for him. As great as he was in the prophetic. There's no other story that I'm, I know of that anyone made this type of investment in this man's life. So he goes in whenever he passed by that region, according to his schedule, he eats, he goes up, he has a place to study the word, has a place to pray, to meditate. He has a place to lie down and refresh his soul. Didn't have to worry about trying to find a house where he was going to stay in for the night because she made an investment. She saw something that he lacked. One of the things that honor does when you're saying that you honor someone, honor will lead you into seeking the Lord. What does this person need? Because she saw that he didn't have a place to stay. And the Lord moved upon her heart and she made this investment. You're saying you honor someone. What is it that they need in their life that you can truly honor them with? Do they need a car? Do they need some help with their finances? Maybe with their ministry. What type of help do they need? Because that's how you honor 
your honor by doing something. That is what qualifies you for the prophet's reward. And the person doesn't have to be a prophet. Don't get me wrong. But we've been teaching about uh, the, the, uh, the prophet's reward. It can be a righteous person. Because the other part of that 1041 Matthew scripture is speaking about a righteous man reward. There's a blessing on that person's life that you can qualify for. And who knows how far that honor seed can take you. So now she's done all of this. The man of God has come in. He's refreshed himself. He's sitting down. He's reading and meditating on the word of God. And then one day, now listen, because there's going to be a day when your honor seed is going to activate someone or something in the person that you're honoring. Let me say that again. One day your honor seed is going to activate something in the person that you are honoring. In the 11th verse, it says, one day he came and he turned into his chamber to rest. And he said to his servant Gehazi, call this Shunammite woman. God is working on the, the, the heart of the prophet now. He said, call this woman. I'm, I'm refreshed in this bed, this king size bed. I'm refreshed with this soft pillow, air conditioning in my room. Call this Shunammite woman. I'm about to do something for her. And when Gehazi called her, she stood before him. And Elisha spoke to Gehazi. He said, say to her, he didn't even speak to her. He said, say to her, you've taken all of this trouble to, taking care, to take care of us. What is to be done for you? So Gehazi, he relays this information. Would you have uh, me to speak on behalf of the to the king? I have that kind of connection. Do you want me to speak to the commander of the army? I have that kind of connection. And she said, no, I, I dwell among my own people. I, I don't really want anything from you. You see, she wasn't seeking anything from the prophet. She just wanted to honor him. And I'm not saying that you don't have a need at times when you honor someone. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying in this case, she wasn't seeking. She wasn't doing that um, for selfish reasons. She was honoring him because she felt a certain way about him. And she said, I dwell among my people and um, I, I'm not looking for anything. She was a woman of wealth. She was a woman of power, influence. Um, she had it going on. She wasn't hurting for anything. And so the prophet has spoken to his servant Gehazi and he said, well, what is to be done for her? And Gehazi said, she doesn't have a son and her husband is old. She has no son, which was an honor for a woman to give her husband a son during that time to carry on the name and her, us, her husband is old. It doesn't say how old he was. It doesn't say how old she was, but evidently he was too old to have a son. They didn't have Cialis back then or Viagra. 
he was too old to have a son. And I want you to listen to the prophet. The prophet called her and she stood in the doorway. Now this time he's talking to her and he said to her about this time, according to the time of life next year, you are going to have a son. Mm -hmm. You are going to have a son and embrace a son. He didn't say you're going to have a daughter. He said you're going to have a son. Because this woman honored this prophet, this prophet was able to discern that she wanted something, but she didn't say it. What she really wanted was a son. But she probably was thinking that it's too late for that. My husband is old. It's too late. But the prophet received the revelation. Now he's about to honor her. Now she's receiving the prophet's reward because the power of honor was working on her behalf. The prophet speaks. He said about this time next year, according to the time of life, nine months, um, you're going to have a son. And she said, oh, man of God, uh-uh, don't lie to me. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, about nine months later, it happened just like the prophet had spoken. She had a son because she took the time to make an investment into the life of this prophet. She saw something that he needed. And he eventually saw something that she wanted. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. She saw that he needed someplace to stay. She saw that he was hungry and tired. And because of what she saw, she honored him by doing something about it. Honor always does something about your condition. <laughs> I'm speaking about true honor. Honor always does something about your condition. Honor does not just say, I honor you. And you have to walk to work. You don't even have a bicycle. But true honor says, I'm going to do something about this because there's a gift on this person's life and I want to be used by God to help them. Now, I may not can buy them a car. I may not can buy them that, but I'm going to do my part. That's what honor does. Honor looks at what the need is and honor makes it happen. That is what she did. She looked at the need of this prophet. He made it happen. She had a need too, because when she honored him, it activate an honor system in him. Now he was able to see what she needed. And even though she didn't say it, he saw it and he spoke it. And it came to pass just like the prophet said. Oh, this is a powerful teaching. Now, the latter part of that, that son ended up dying. And the prophet Elijah raised that son from the dead. Powerful. That son died. But God had given that woman a, a promise through this prophet. 
and that son, he raised that prop, uh, that son uh, up from the dead so he could live again. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, uh, on the next part of this uh, teaching, I want to show you because we're speaking about the power of honor. And, and I just want to show you in this next lesson how far honor goes. It's going to be a blessing to you. Hey, guys, I'm glad. Once again, you tune into the broadcast, Vaughn, uh, dot radio voiceover nations broadcast and uh, many blessings to my Vaughn dot radio team. And I hope that this lesson uh, was an eye opener to you. And I hope you get to the place where you want to honor. This is Carrie B. Once again, talk to you real soon. Be blessed. Hey, guys, welcome to the voice over nations broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B. I'm once again honored to have you to view into this broadcast today to listen to another very powerful word of God. I want to continue in this teaching about the power of honor. This is part two of that teaching. Once again, we're coming from Matthew 10 and 41, a portion of it. And it says, he who receives or honors a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And as I said before, that prophet's reward is that grace, that mantle, that blessing, that favor that is on the life of that prophet. And when you honor that person, honor once again means to treat that person as valuable, to receive them, treat them as precious and respect and appreciate them. You qualify for a portion of that blessing. The prophet's reward is that reward that comes to you because of honor. Praise God. And dishonor, it means you disrespect them. You treat them as common. You treat them as ordinary. You don't care anything about them. They are nothing to you. That is what dishonor is. And dishonor has a way that it acts. A person knows when they're being dishonored. So I'm talking about the power of honor and how it opens doors for you. Honor can open some doors for you. You see, true honor is always looking for a way to bless or express itself. True honor is always looking for a way to bless someone or express itself in the form of how you honor that person. Honor has the power to elevate you, to promote you, and open up doors on your behalf. Honor is more than just words, as I said before in the last lesson. It is an action word. It means that I'm doing something because I feel a certain way about you. It's one thing to honor with your lips. It's another thing to honor with your heart. Because your lips, they formulate words that sounds good. And I'm not saying that you cannot honor someone by speaking good things to them. But I'm saying consistently, when all it is, is lip service. That's not really honor. That's just making someone feel good. Jesus once said that these people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. Honor is an action word. Honor rewards. 
Honor shows appreciation. Honor shows how much you care for them. Honor also, it has the ability to solve a problem in someone's life. In our last lesson, I was speaking about Elisha, the prophet, how he had found this Shunammite woman and uh, how she sold into his life, how she was such a blessing to him. She would feed him and she ended up making an investment in his life. She spoke to her husband. They added a room onto their house. They gave the man of God a place to lay his head, to rest and refresh himself, to study the word of God, to find solitude in the comfort of the home. I mean, it, it was just a blessing to him because he would have to go to different places and stay, homes in different places to stay uh, with strangers many times. But she saw a need in his life. She knew he was ministering the word of God. She didn't ask him for anything in return. She was sowing an honor seed in his life. And this honor seed is going to go a long way for the Shunammite woman. And you're going to see this in a minute. She didn't ask him anything he needed in his life. She saw what the need was. And this is what honor does. Honor looks at a person many a times and you don't ask them what they need, but you can see a lot of times what they're lacking. And what true honor does is says, well, I see this person doesn't have that. And I see that this person needs this. And honor moves on its own. It doesn't wait for somebody to say, well, this is what needs to be done. No honor, true honor. It finds out what needs to be done and it moves. So this woman, she just blessed the man of God. And he come out there continually. And one day something clicked in him. Her honesty, it activated her next level of blessing. It didn't happen in the beginning, but she kept on building this relationship with this prophet. We're speaking about the prophet's reward and the power of honor. She kept on sowing in his life. She kept on, she kept on feeding him. She kept on blessing him. And one day something clicked in him and it activated a prophetic word that he would speak that would change her life. Her husband was old. Um, they didn't have any children. And she desperately wanted a son because the son was so powerful back then. It was so needed back then for family because the son carried on the name of the family, of the father. She wanted a son, but she didn't say anything. But her honor seed allowed uh, 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 the prophet Elisha's servant to look and see that she didn't have a son and her hus husband was old. And so this prophet, he spoke that about this time next year, according to the time of life, you're going to have a son. Well, she had a son, just like the prophet said, because she did more than talk. She saw a need in his life. She sowed into that need. He needed a place to say, stay. She sowed into that need with honor by feeding him, giving him a, a room to sleep in, his own personal room. He didn't have to go and look for a hotel. And he eventually saw the need that she had. Isn't that powerful? She needed a son. He needed a place to lay his head. They both blessed each other. Now that son, uh, he was a fine young man. And one day he died. He died and uh, the woman was crushed. And uh, 
she eventually brought that son back um, to the prophet. The prophet raised that son from the dead. That's another part of the prophet's reward. Oh, this promised son that the prophet said, he ended up dying. And then the prophet came and raised that son from the dead. Because God is not going to give you something and take it away if it truly comes from him. And so in this next lesson, we're going to find out the next level of this residual blessing. This residual favor that was on this Shunammite woman's life because she had made an investment a long time ago into a man of God. Second Kings, the eighth chapter and the first verse. It says, and then Elijah spoke to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, arise and go, you and your household, and stay wherever you can, for the Lord has called for famine. And furthermore, it will come upon the land for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistines for seven years. And it came to pass at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines. And she went to make an appeal to the king for her house and for her land. Then the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, please, all the great things Elisha has done. Now it happened, as he was telling the king how he restored the dead to life, that there was the woman whose son he had raised from the dead. And this woman was trying to appeal to the king for her house and for her land to be returned. And Gehazi said, my Lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son who Elijah raised from the dead. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. Now listen to this. So the king appointed a certain officer for her saying, restore all that was hers. <laughs> In all the proceeds of the field from the day that she left the land until now. My gosh, we are speaking about the power of honor. Whatever you honor, you appreciate. Whatever you appreciate, you respect. Whatever you respect, it has the power to draw a grace of favor on your life that can give you residual blessings all of your life. This prophet Elisha, the one that had a double anointing on his life, he raises this woman's son from the dead. The enemy tried to take the promise away from the woman of God. Satan knew that this woman loved this boy. That's all she had. It was, he was all she had. She had waited years and years to have this son. 
This prophet speaks a word. The son comes forth. She loved it on this boy. And you know how it is with parents that only have one child. Those, that child is precious to them. Praise God. Now the son dies. He dies. She's crushed. But she remembers the prophetic word of the prophet. She takes this son. If I remember the story, she takes this son to the prophet. Man of God, you gave me this promise. He's dead. And that prophet, he started to work in his office. Son was raised from the dead. Praise God. Then later on, the prophet, same prophet, same woman. He speaks to this woman again. And he tells her that she needs to leave from the place. Go wherever she can find a place to stay. Because a famine was coming in the land. And it was not just coming for one year. It was coming for seven years. And so she took her whole entire household. And they went to the land of the Philistine. She went to the land of the enemy. And she stayed there for seven years. And when the seven years were up. She came back into her own land. And she was looking to reclaim her house and her property. I don't know if the government had seized control of what happened. So she goes to make an appointment with the king. And at the same time, listen, this is no coincidence. This, this is the power of honor working on her behalf continually. She goes with her son. She goes to see the king. The king is speaking to Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. And the king is asking Gehazi, tell me about all of the miracles that your master Elisha has done. Tell me about the ones that he raised from the dead and so forth. And so Gehazi is telling him all of the stories, all of the miracles that Elisha had done. And then he starts to talk about how he raised the dead. And then Gehazi turns around and looks and the same woman, this Shunammite woman that Elijah stayed in her house, that prophesied about her child, that raised her son from the dead. This same woman is there with her son appealing to the king for her house and her land to be restored. Gehazi sees her and he said, King, this this right here, this is the woman and her son that I've been telling you about. Whew. No coincidences at all. God will put you in the right place at the right time when you honor. Because that honor, I'm telling you, saints, it will open up doors and God will not forget how you have honored someone. So the king looks over at the woman and he asks her, is this true? So he's talking with her. He's looking at the son. He just listened to the testimony of the servant of Elisha Gehazi. And he's trying to put all of this stuff together. I can't believe that this boy was raised from the dead. I cannot believe that this woman who Gehazi was just speaking about is here right now. No coincidence. It was the power of that honor seed 
that she sowed into the life of the man of God that put her in the right place at the right time. As as Gehazi is telling the story about what happened, she ends up at the same spot. No coincidences. None. God put her there. The power of that honor seed drew her into the same place where she was about to receive favor. Now, who knows if Gehazi had not been there, how long it was going to take to convince this king that she needed to get a house back. She needed to get a land back. It could have taken months. It could have taken years. It may have had to go to the pallet court, small claims court or whatever. Who knows? It probably would have taken a long time because he didn't know her personally. And I'm sure there were other cases in the land, other people trying to get their property back. But just so happened that the right man was there at the right time, was telling the story about her. Now, listen to the king. The king says, um, what I want you to do, he gets an officer. He appoints an officer. And he says, I want you to restore all that was hers. And all the proceeds from her field, from the day she left until now, all them seven years, whatever that field was supposed to make, I want you to restore it back to her. We're speaking about interest. Oh, praise you, Jesus. She not only received everything that she had, her house and her land, but she received seven years of proceeds from that land that it was supposed to produce because of an honor seed, the power of honor right place at the right time and that honor that prophet's reward it drew her to that place look at the prophet's reward she met the king all it took was a few moments something that would have been tied up in litigation for maybe years all it took was a few moments to have the right person at the right place at the right time with her and her son she found favor and that was part of the prophet's reward she was rewarded, not just with her land and a house back, but she was rewarded with seven years of restitution from that land. Seven years of profit from that land, which what it would have made from that land if it wasn't a, a famine. It was a famine in the land. It probably wasn't going to make anything, but the king paid her anyway. Oh, y'all, come on. This is a power of honor. You know, I'm reminded of a story. And uh, it's, it's about a young man. His name is Freddie Figures, F-I-G-G-E-R-S, Freddie Figures, F-I-G-G-E-R-S. You can Google him. Uh, he's a 30-year-old African-American tech CEO, 30 years old, African-American tech CEO, telecommunications. That's his business. He's worth $62 million. He's 30 years old, worth $62 million. Let me show you honor. When he was a couple of days old, his mother threw him in a garbage can. And someone was walking by and heard him crying. They pulled him out of the garbage can, took him to the hospital. He stayed there a few days because he had some little cuts and bruise, bruises so far. And they placed him in foster care. Well, this family that was used to having foster kids, they brought him in. They honored him. They took him in as if 
He was their own son. And they said that is something about this boy. And they adopted him. And they gave him their last name. They did not realize at the time what they had done. By honoring someone that had been placed in the trash because his mother or father dishonored him by saying, we don't want you. Now you have someone that's picking up something that has been dishonored. Watch this. When he was a young man, his father, his adoptive father, purchased him a 1989 Macintosh computer. All it cost was $25. This young boy, he got that computer and he found his passion. He started building computers, taking them apart, repairing them, building them, and ended up building a telecommunication company that's worth $60 million, $62 million U.S. dollars right now, and he's only 30. And he blessed the socks off of his mom and dad because they honored him. Be careful who you dishonor. That person may hold your next level of blessing. Let me tell you, people don't forget how you treated them. They will never forget how you made them feel. Never. They may forgive you, but they're never going to forget how you made them feel, whether good or bad, how you honor or how you dishonor. Be careful how you dishonor. Be careful how you disrespect because someone may have to go and speak to the king on your behalf. <sighs> Guys, I hope that this broadcast today was an eye-opener for you. Hope it was a blessing. That's the second part of the power of honor. This is Kerry B., a prophet of the Lord, for the pastor's heart, voice of a nation's broadcast, Von.radio. Until we talk again, walk in honor and be blessed.